Meanwhile, Bishop lands in a new world after leaving Earth 63, where all mutants were black. Whoa! Oh, whoa. Where am I? Look, it's the X-Men. Hey, X-Men! Hey, girl! What world is this? Oh, what do you mean, what world is this? This is the world where, you know, us mutants are in charge, sister. Um, why is everyone dressed extra flamboyantly? What are you talking about, flamboyant? This is how all mutants dress. You know, that's the thing, is as soon as you get your mutant powers, you get covered in glitter. Wait a minute. Scott Summers, is that you? Hell yeah, it's me. I'm called Big One-Eyed Monster, or Cyclops, if you know what I mean. Woo! Wow, this place is crazy. Wait, oh my god, it's Nightcrawler. Oh my god, I'm dressed as Heidi Klum because I'm fashion and, and beautiful. Wow, he is on a lot of drugs. Oh, look, it's Rogue. Well, hey there, sugar. You know what I love? I love moving in with another girl after one date because I'm a lesbian. I'm a big old lesbian. Oh, mm. uh, okay, let's get off that. Oh, Wolverine, you look the same. Hey, bub. Yeah, I'm pretty much the same. I just like sucking cock. Hi, everybody, and welcome to episode 262 of Comic Book Queer's Legacy. I am your host, Brett. Um, my favorite LaCroix flavor is lime. And I'm with me, as always, is Evil Jeff. Evil Jeff, what is your favorite LaCroix flavor? I think right now it's tangerine. Ooh. I've been really into like tangerine or like orange, like blood Apricot? orange, orange, oh, yeah. tangerine, all of those like orangey man- mandarin. Those are all kind of, I'm into that right now. Yeah, you should try apricot. It's one of my favorites. Oh, for a while I, I really was, good. I liked pomplamoose, but mostly just because oh, it sounded I fancy. Love it, classic. Uh, you should also try beach plum. It's beach plum, not peach plum. It's beach plum. Oh, so that's weird. And also, what's up with peach pear? That's what I'm drinking right now. Who thought oh, of that wow. combination? I don't. I've actually been getting bubbly. Uh, was it bubbly or bubble? Bubbly more oh, than bubbly. Yeah, bubbly more than bubbly? Uh, Lacroix. Okay. So, is that like is a that cheaper? It's it's a saving money thing. No, it's just a different. No, that, if you want the cheaper one, then you get like Safeway seltzer. Yeah. Uh, they all taste the same. They're all basic. Someone always says it just tastes like somebody like burped the flavor into it. Yeah, somebody whispered it from another room. <laughs> yeah. Peach pear. What's going on? Oh, um, nothing. I'm just trying to stay hydrated, carbonated. Oh, that's good. How about, um, are there any hot topics that we should talk about? Um, I think there's one. Hit that music. Ooh. We got some hot, we got some hot topics. Yeah. Ooh. Um, I've never experienced FOMO before. Typically, I want to be left out of anything and everything whenever possible. However... I'm reading something the other day, Evil Jeff, and I'm I've I, I got a feeling that it can only be described as FOMO. Okay. Did you know at San Diego Comic Con this July, D23, the official Disney fan club, is hosting a Hellfire Gala. Gala? Gala. That sounds amazing. Now, is there rules to it? Do you have to only dress up as a Marvel character or an X-Men character? 
it says you just have to dress up like you have to look fabulous okay um but it's like it's like describing it it's like three different areas one of them is the green lagoon another one is like a a dance floor that you get onto th- going through a, a Kirkoan gate i mean it's gonna there's like a um hall of memorabilia like a, like an x-men museum oh, i want to go that sounds amazing all right have no, you ever been no to, to comic-con to comic-con okay here's have a, you here's a great i have been to san diego comic-con you have guess what year I'm just... 1971 um no but i think that year is closer than the present from when i went <laughs> when was it? No, maybe not. I, I went in like 1990. Oh, okay. I, was, I went in like 1994, 1993-94. I feel like that was its heyday. Well, this was when it was actually about comics. No, my dad was doing some right. business thing and he was like, hey, um, since we're getting a divorce and I'm kind of not the best father, how about we like do some father-son bonding and he, okay. and we're going to go to LA and San Diego. And when we were at San Diego, this big sign was like comic book convention. I was like, what? San Diego Comic-Con? It was a coincidence. Oh shit. That it happened to be oh, happening. Shit. And he's like, oh, well, let's go to this. And this was in my heyday. So who was there? It was like, this was uh, right when the new X-Men came out. So I got issue number 275 of Uncanny wow. X-Men. The one where they're in the Shi'ar space, where it's a fold-out, where, they're all, where they meet up with, uh, with Charles Xavier after he's been living yes. in the Shi'ar forever. I had yes. that fold-out signed by Mr. Jim Lee. Shit. And I also got one signed by Alan Davis because he was still doing Excalibur at the time. So oh I was I was living. I was living. I also uh, got um, at the time. What's the guy who did um, the Uncanny X-Men, the artist, Rob? No, not Rob Liefeld. Um, who did all the Uncanny X-Men art? During Mark the Silvestri? Afri- Mark Silvestri. He had Cyber Force from Image Comics that just came yeah. out. And I got him to sign Cyber Force. So the only time I went was like now going like almost 30 years ago. And it was fucking awesome. I got to meet all of my comic book heroes at the time. That's fucking Never great. went again. Last New York Comic Con I went to, last, got, last, last signing I got before leaving for the weekend, Mark Silvestri. Oh my God. Wow. What did you Life have him is, sign? We're tethered, you and I. Yeah. I bought a poster of his um, cover to Grant Morrison's Here Comes Tomorrow, the one oh, where nice. Wolverine is wearing those tight jeans and the cowboy hat, and he's like showing butt. Yeah. He's looking over his shoulder at the camera. No, I know oh, yeah. exactly what you're talking about. Oh, yeah. I, um, yeah, I, uh, just brings back so many memories. I should, go, I, I should go again at one point, but then we now should it's go. so, it's so, it's so like not even hardly about comics anymore. There's so but much I, like, we other love everything it's about. Yeah, I guess. I feel like it's just, you know, the commercialism and capitalism and the environment. Yeah. I don't know what I'm talking about. Um, Listen, <laughs> have you seen that CW show Gotham Knights? Is that new? Yeah. No. All right. We'll talk about it later. Is it a spinoff of, of the Gotham, the old Gotham? It's so weird. No. Nothing to do with it. I feel like there's just too many Batman things. 
There's literally yeah. like 20 Batman shows and they're all not in the same universe. Yeah. So it's like, and it's just because it's like every single actor, they're like, we want to give every actor their own role to be able to play Joker at least once in their life. You're not really an actor. Everybody, an Oscar Joker. for everyone. <laughs> and, and you must win the Oscar for it because we always give Oscars to Joker. Have, how many um, Jokers have been nominated for an Oscar? I was just going to ask you if Jack Nicholson was nominated. Yes, and I he was. I feel like he was. He was. Best Supporting Actor. So it's three. So we've had three. three. Three and two of them won. That's crazy. Crazy. No other villain. Now, will Harley Quinn be nominated, Miss Lady Gaga, in the sequel? That's oh, interesting. Oh, God. All Did right, he I, die at the end? No. No, he oh. murdered the nurse and like escaped the mental institution or whatever. Oh. I have a question for you. This is going to be more what? putting you on the spot. Okay. We just found out, you just found out you have tickets to go to the Hellfire Gala, but you have okay. to dress as, you have to do an X-Men. You have to go as an X-Man. What X-Man yep. would you go as and what would your Hellfire Gala look look like? Um, this is a great question. I would go as, um, wow, this is a really good question. I would go as Havoc because I like black and I would fashion my suit to look like a space tuxedo. Okay. Like with tails, top hat, all of it. Would you wait, would you still have the, 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 the white striped hat thing? Absolutely. I would be given those concentric circles everywhere. Would they go would the would the top hat be inside of those concentric circles? I think it would be surrounded by them. Or no, I think it would be comprised of them. So like it would just be concentric circles in like a vertical tower coming up out of my head. Oh, I like that. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Like with the rings, uh, I can make them come out of my head and fashion them into a top hat. Okay. What about you? I would dress as now. Imagine, think of this. Imagine Betsy Braddock, who she's not Psylocke anymore. She is Captain Britain, but where she's gonna she's gonna just forsake the Captain Britain imagery, and she's gonna take it back to old school Psylocke. Remember Psylocke when she first joined the X Men? Her pink outfit with the poofy her shoulders, frilly pink poofy, yes. poofy thing. But also remember her hair. Where it was all kind oh, of yes. high on top of Weird. the little curls. Talk about Alan Davis. Do you know what that kinds of reminds me of? It's very Marie Antoinette. So I want to oh, take okay. that outfit, take her poofy hair, and make it super high, almost like a like a Marie Antoinette hairdo. Yeah. And then turn that pink poofy outfit into a full like with a huge corset and and poofy out gown, like like Marie Antoinette gown, and then her butterfly effect. Will will be a mask like like a masquerade mask, so it'll be like oh. a 17th century Marie Antoinette masquerade mask look, but done up all in the original costume like Kirsten Dunst Marie Antoinette, but with I Betsy product outfit. Yeah, I love it. We're gonna look so sharp. Yes. Anyway, this Hellfire Gala at Comic Con. My God, oh, I'm so jealous. Yeah. Is it sold out already, Comic-Con? 
I would imagine it is. I don't know. Or is it not as popular anymore after COVID? Oh, I don't, I think it's very popular. Have you seen, there's people now that I, I saw this one person was dressed as he basically put fake arms in pockets and his arms were wings but because he had fake arms and pockets, it looked like his wings were real and were like. Oh, cool! That's cool, the cool, cool thing is being able to go to Comic Con and that. seeing all of the good cosplay. I mean, that's what the Hellfire Gala at Comic Con is. It's it's going to be hyper cosplay, yeah. like a hyper cosplay function. I like. I cannot wait to see pictures. If you're going, have a great time. Have a drink for us at the Green Lagoon. Do do a tab of acid. Do a tab of acid. Go to Lair X, where there will be inspired activities with its very own dance floor, bar, and seating area. Yes, I'm reading off of the the uh, advertising copy now. They should. Someone should make a Dazzler album, like as Dazzler. They should release a real. That album. was supposed to be. That was supposed to be the thing. It was supposed to be a movie and an album when she came I know. out. Let's let's do it. Let's do it. I mean, they got History of the World Part Two made on Hulu. Can't we do the Dazzler album? Yes. Come on. Have AI do it. <laughs> I want Dazzler covering Padam Padam. Oh my God. It's Are you a gay? Well, then that is your new favorite song. I love that oh song. Oh my God. You know it's why? So, I'm a gay. so good. Padam. But also it's because Kylie Minogue is doing what Madonna should have done. Madonna's like, I'm now going to get 5 million things of plastic surgery and and make art- artsy albums. And you're like, stop it. Just fucking put out a dance, something you can fucking dance to. Oh, she's done enough. Madonna, she's done too much. Anyway. Botox. Okay. Well, anyway. Anyway. Uh, any other hot topics? Just that I want to talk about X-Men. It's burning a hole through me. All right. Well, hit the music then. I was reading X-Men comics in a cocktail bar. That much is true. Yeah. X-Men, X-Men. Hi. We're going to talk about three books. Okay. Uh, Storm number one, Bishop War College number four, and New Mutants, Lethal Legion number three. Let's go in worst from best. Oh, girl, I didn't care about any of these books. So <laughs> I'm going to have a hard time... To- Ranking that order. I'm still going to go New Mutants, I think. We talk about starting off strong and then just falling flat. Oh, I don't know. I think it it was picking up. Oh, see, I just feel like it's just not really going anywhere. Well, they have to be. What I was surprised by was that they've already left Count Nefaria's mansion. So um, Escapade and Cerebella. Um, and scout their undercover at Cantafaria's lair because they want to steal from him. Um, Wolfsbane is with Morgan, Escapade's best friend, doing stuff. And then we've got Moonstar and Karma showing up to rescue the kids from Cantafaria's place. And there's a lot of fighting. Yeah. And I don't know, it just, it was all, and in the end, Cerebellum found some weapon. What was the weapon yeah, they found? What? It was one of Uranus's weapons oh, okay. from right, right, right. the Inhumans War. And so they find this weapon. Inhumans, um, Eternals. Eternals. They find this weapon and they're like, oh, we can't take this back to Krakoa or we'll like blow up Krakoa. 
But then, of course, there's a tracking device and Nefarious is able to, like, kind of track them. And then there's also some weird tension going on where clearly now it looks like Escapade is kind of in love with Cerebellum. Kind of crushing on Sarah and Martha Johansson. And Morgan, because Morgan is kind of left out of everything, Morgan is also, like, peeved at Escapade. And for me, I find the interpersonal dynamics more interesting than the fighting going on the fighting just felt yeah and this was pretty much all all fighting yeah yeah it's this is a very comedic also the art the art is not really yeah not yeah across the board the art was not doing it for me in these books this week um i mean there i anytime somebody mentions the mutant massacre i like it so Morgan was like, why are all these walls burned? And Rain is like, oh, these tunnels used to belong to the Morlocks. It's a horrific story. Anyway, I ate my father. <laughs> <laughs> it all started when I ate me da. Yeah, that one. Yeah. So it was just uh, I felt it was going somewhere. And then I just feel like it's not going anywhere. And they brought <laughs> Moonstone. They brought Mo- yeah, Moonstone. That was the big in. reveal. Is uh, Moonstone? Yeah, Moonstone was the big villain reveal, and I'm like, I we just, don't really care about her. No one really gives a shit about her. The last time nice someone Moonstone. gave a shit is when it was was Thunderbolts was the only cool reveal. Right, Moonstone. And I'm excited though for Moonstar to fight Moonstone. Danny Moonstar, but you're saying Moonstar? That's not. That's just her last name. I feel like she hasn't been called Mirage in ages. That Has is she? True. Is she Moonstar? Well, she used her Mirage powers, I think, finally. She did. Every time she'll use them and you're like, oh, yeah. Because I think most oh, yeah. people are like, oh, she shoots these arrows because she's Indian. She shoots magic arrows. I'm like, can we hate it? We need to stop with the magic Indian arrows because she's Native American. It's gross. <laughs> it's racist to me. What, I mean, this is basically, it's just like, oh, and then here's our next, uh, here's a Navajo Indian, and they have the powers of turquoise jewelry. It's just oh like, my God. cut it the fuck out. This is Evil Jeff. He is a mutant, and he can decorate. I know. It's like, look, he can look at anyone, and they're automatically douched. Like, it's, I mean, that would be <laughs> a great power. <laughs> I would love that power. Can you imagine if you look at someone and their butt was automatically clean so you could just eat whoever's butt you wanted? Oh, douche me. Anyway. Okay, speak. Um, should we move on to Storm? Was that the worst? I, I guess. Yeah. Yeah, sure. Oh. No, I don't know. You're right. It's tough. It's tough. I think this is the... Okay, let's talk about Storm. Everybody, Storm. Who is the writer? It's a. Uh, uh, it's Anna Senti. Anna Senti, who former is, editor. Yeah, old school X Men editor and writer. Um, Chris Claremont's editor. Yeah, which is cool because hey, we're traveling back to like the episodes one fifty to sixty of the X Men, and right. it was right when Joe joined the t- joined the team. When Jogue joined the team. When Rogue joined the Rogue. team, uh, Wolverine's getting married to Mariko, so they go to yeah. Japan. Everybody gets poisoned except Storm. She's having a nervous breakdown because she's now the leader of the Morlocks and killed Callisto. 
And she's with you and she meets Yuriko, has this whole nervous breakdown being like, I can't, I don't know who I am. I don't know what I want to do. And she decides to get all leather clothes and get a fucking mohawk. Wolverine um, gets ditched by Mariko, but I think it's because she was, wasn't she like possessed by the Shadow King or something? Or, uh, or something. Or not Shadow King. Uh, uh, Ogan? No, who was the, who's the guy who makes all the, um, makes you see things? Um, oh, Mez- uh, um, Mastermind. Mastermind. I think Mastermind was like tricking her. Probably. And then, uh, and then Rogue like tried to, was able to prove herself a bit. So this is taking place like right after that. And it's kind of going, and, and we all saw Kitty Pride saw Storm's outfit and was like, no, how could you get a mohawk? You're gross. Ah. And so it kind of picks up after that. And I will tell you this, it did kind of cut pretty quickly a couple of issues later. Everything seemed to be like, oh, we're all still cool with you now. And we never really saw a resolution to Kitty, like not really like being fucked up over Storm's Being change. uncomfortable. Yeah. So I love that idea. I love exploring it. Yeah. What they did with it is not what I wanted. <laughs> what would you have wanted? I think I just, I just wasn't, it's not even like plot wise. I wanted something different. I just feel that Kitty being like, come on, rogue, let's go get tattoos and I'm going to rebel. Yeah. And it's so stupid. Cause I'm like, are those real tattoos? She doesn't have tattoos. What? You can't get a tattoos when you're when you're 13 years old. You can't get a tattoo. It it didn't make any sense to so me. So that's what I'm dying to know: Are Kitty's tattoos real or not? Were they just like fake ones? Also, because it's like who, unless you have your parent come, you can't get a tattoo when you're under 18. Much less, no one's going to tattoo a 13 year old girl. Seriously, and like she got like two sleeves done for fuck's sake. I know like, you would be. She, in she doesn't horrible even have bandages pain. on. Yeah, she's like, yeah, you'd be in a horrible pain. I hope they so, were just like she just got a bunch of like cereal boxes or cracker yeah. jack boxes, and they're all like fake tattoos. Or I hope she got real ones, and then the next time she phases, it all falls out of her. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. <laughs> the ink. The ink. The ink just falls out. Yeah. Yeah. So it was all this thing of just like Kitty being like, oh, wah. Uh, you're all horrible. And then here's the other thing. Wait, wait, I'm sorry. Does she also get cornrows? Yes, yes. Oh and my she God. Gets cornrows. What the hell? I, I, can we have Stevie Hunter show up and go, what in um, what in Black out. Baby Jesus of the fuck are you doing? What? Get the <laughs> oh my fuck out of here. Slap her. Of all people, Kitty Pride. I mean, Kitty Pride, as we all know, of all the X-Men characters that have said the Edward, I think it's she only She said one. the Edward twice. twice. She has said it twice. I think, I don't think any other- getting cornrows? I don't think any other X-Men, including villains, have even said it once. Kitty Pride Not has said the Edward twice. once. Twice. And she said, and oh, granted, she was, both the times she was saying it, they were in context of being like, this is a bad thing. Yes. However, still. she said to Stevie Hunter, a black woman. <laughs> oh my God. The N-word to her face. Oh. Wait, she didn't call her. She said the N-word lover. How would you like it if someone called you? Yeah. Yeah. No. No. We don't need that. And granted, it was a different time. Blah, 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 blah. But the problem is this character, that's part of their history now. It's like you can't rewrite out uh, Hank Pym slapping Janet Van Dyne. You know, it happened. So we need to address it. Happens. It happens. 
Anyway, uh, so Kitty Pride is just being a total brat, and they're just like, oh, we don't know how we can rely on her on the team. How about maybe don't put a fucking 13-year-old on your violent uh, kill squad, maybe? Well, I mean, now we're going deep into Xavier issues. Yeah, and so Storm and Xavier are fighting, and it was very reminiscent of the fights that they're having now. Um, yes. So, but then it was like, how dare you take me from Africa? Yeah. But then she goes off and then she like meets some weird bad guy. And I was like, I don't care about that. I have another question. And listeners, all five of you, she got that outfit in Japan. I don't think, is that Callisto's vest? Oh, um, was that Callisto's vest? She killed, she killed her and then, Oh, the, yeah, the vestment. She was leadership. she was wearing that vest, but then she went to Japan and just had a regular outfit on. And then she's like, "I'm going to go shopping and buy a whole new wardrobe." Did she have Callisto's vest with her the whole time too? I would say yes. I think it's Callisto. It's got to be. I would okay. choose for it to be Callisto's vest. Okay. I mean, like in the cartoon, doesn't she take her vest when she beats her? No. I think no, because I think the next issue where she's like, "I am your leader, Morlocks." I think she's wearing that vest. Yeah, but isn't the vest take the vest? Yeah. All right. All right. Anyway, I just felt it was like a really smart thing of like, "Oh, let's explore this," but I felt it it just it did it didn't give me the resolution that I wanted. It just made me hate Kitty Pride. I don't exactly. I don't (laughs) want and, and I don't want a bad guy showing up. Where it's like, there is an interesting exploration of this moment in time in Storm's life and her relationship to the X Men. It's interesting, and then I can control water better. Man shows up, you know. Yeah. And I don't want that. <sighs> All right, Bishop War College. This one leaned so heavily into the B plot, which is the crappy part of the yeah, book. Yeah. There was hardly Nothing. any bishop How in Earth you, 63. I'd say this book, which is the whole premise of this book is like he lands in another uh dimension, another world where all mutants are black, but we're going to spend 66% of the plot on something else. Why? Why? It's something so trite. I don't even remember. It was just Moira Moira talking about how it's like, fuck Fenris. We'll use them to get into the pit. And then you're like, you know, there's nothing in the pit too. Right. So all this is to go to the pit and there's nothing there. But then the end of this book is interesting where it seems the tempo the Heather in Earth 63 is actually our 616. So where tempo. was the other one? Is she dead? Did she kill her? I, I don't know. Maybe she's tied up in a closet. Yeah, because it was like, oh, it was me all along. I'm like, okay, well, where was the where's the original it's one? It's me. Oh, don't worry. Oh, she's in a time <laughs> bubble. Jesus Christ. But I like that tempo stopped this explosion that was going to kill everybody with her time powers, and she's probably just going to turn time backwards now. Next issue. Ugh. My God. I love her. Yeah, it's just what a waste of a good, like, idea. Yeah. 
more action on Earth 63, please. Also, because the idea of the the, the racial dynamics of if suddenly all African, like if all like African descent people were able to have powers, the dynamics of what that would do in racial tensions and everything. That's How very about, fascinating. It's so there's so much you could dig into of what the ramifications yeah. of that would be. Like black people bringing a utopia to earth alone is such a great story. But also how there would, I think if that I'm telling you right now, if suddenly only black people started getting superpowers full on KKK full and on white war. nationalists would just be out and about like campaigning on elections. And they would be seen, they would be seen as heroes. heroes. Yes. Okay. Yes. Because, because now does the X-Men world America make sense is to you? garbage. So I, I think it's like, those are very interesting things you can explore. And instead they're like, no, but Fenris and Moira. And you're like, ugh. Oh, enough. Be more risky. Yeah. Okay. Well, that's it for the X-Men books this week. There's another comic. Hopefully they get better. Yeah. There's another comic book. Uh, It's not X-Men, so we have to play new music. Okay, play new music. Comic, 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 comics that I have read. There's other comics than the X-Men. But who cares, really? Thank you. So there are certain names out there that when I see them on a comic book cover, I go, gimme. Al Ewing is one of them. Okay. We love Al Ewing. He writes X-Men Red. Mm-hmm. Um, he's writing Nick Fury, number one. Seems to be a one-shot. Okay. That has a new is status set- quo. Is it setting something up? or? Yeah, it kind of is. It's weird. So it follows both Nick Furies. The original one and his son, who is inspired by the ultimate comics one who was inspired by Sam Jackson. So we're following Nick Fury Jr. in the present day. And it's all very much about Scorpio and the Zodiac key, like that classic Nick Fury um, uh, uh, arch nemesis from that, those like Jim Steranko, Nick Fury, really cool art, 70s books. Um, So there's like all the Nick Fury lore has been updated. Like there's a new Scorpio. It's a woman. She's after the Zodiac key and she's fighting Nick Fury. He's a black man. But it's all very classic Nick Fury feeling stuff. There's LMDs. um, But then we cut to flashbacks of old Nick Fury of stuff about when he found out about the man on the wall and the watcher and like all that stuff. It's, It's basically chronicling his first meeting with the watcher which okay. if you remember original sin when he killed the watcher that all came to a head um, the original nick fury killed the watcher yeah remember oh, okay. original sin that murder oh fury? yeah 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 yep it was nick fury who did it uh so the watcher is now even like more of a celestial being having been shot um and nick fury is still known as the unseen which is where that book original sin left him he was the new watcher. He was the new man on the wall. He was like he lived on the moon and he wore a cloak. Anyway, the whole point of this book. Wait, does is he still Nick only have one eye? Yeah, he still has a. How did how did him and his son both only have one eye? Was right? that genetic? I don't know. I don't know what that story is, but yeah. 
one eye but then at the end so they like fight the new scorpio father and son together the watchers chilling watching them and then at the end old nick fury he's like all right well i'm gonna take this portal to another dimension um because there's other adventures i need to have you're officially nick fury now bye and i was like is this book created just to write the original nick fury out of the marvel universe He's just a loose end. So he was like, I'm out of here forever. And now I'm out of forever. Like you're not even Nick Fury Jr. anymore. But he was you're just Nick on Fury. the moon. So who cares? Why did he need to even? Right. I'm like, just leave him on the moon. He was just tucked up there on the moon. Leave him. He's right. like, no, no. I have no business being anywhere near the 616. Goodbye. And, and that was it. That was the whole point of that. That was it. And. Well, I'm glad I didn't read that. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it was a big. It was a big celebration of Nick Fury. It was the 60th anniversary of Nick Fury uh, recently. And so that's why this book came out. Um, But then at the end, it's like to see what Nick Fury is doing in S.H.I.E.L.D. Open up Fantastic Four number seven. So I did. Okay. And it doesn't even happen until the end. So I read the whole story. What's happening in Fantastic Four? Oh, Sue Storm and Johnny saved the world, saved the Earth by combining their powers in this like really cool, awesome way. What of a, a stretchy, invisible force field? Uh, I'm not. Oh, Johnny. Oh, Johnny. Um, a yeah. fiery force field. And a fiery fire and fire and invisible fire. And at the end, Maria Hill is like, "Hey, Nick Fury, official Nick Fury. Now that that other guy's gone, hey, Nick Fury, <clears throat> I want you to start Shield again. Oh, I'm starting Shield again. I want you to be a part of it." It now stands for something different because now their whole mission is to figure out how to combine different superheroes' powers and weaponize it. What does it stand for? I'm like, that for? is oddly specific. That's very similar to the X-Men. What the X-Men are doing. Very similar to the Mutant Circuitry, which I was like, okay, what? So then she reveals the new S.H.I.E.L.D. acronym at the end. And I'm like, you, this is a stretch, honey. Wait, wait, wait. Hold she- on, hold on. Let me try and guess. Okay. Um, is shield okay? Here I'm going to be stupid. Is shield I E? <laughs> yeah, I before E except after C. Okay. All right, so it stands for superhero eh. inner exterior. Eh. Shut eh. up. Um, <laughs> love dick. Lo- I don't know what is it. What is it? <laughs> love. We well, got the love dick part right. It is. <laughs> Superhuman intelligence colon. I don't even know if you can do that. Extra legal division. Extra legal is hyphenated. So it's superhuman intelligence colon extra legal division. What did it used to stand for? Oh, God damn you. Was it like Star Hammer? Strate- no, strategic. Oh, God. They changed it for the movies. Strategic homos. Into strategic homos extra every love dick. All right, whatever. Um, that sounds God, stupid. I'll never to me. know. That sounds dumb. Also, no, I, I know what. And this is Fantastic Four. I'm just still really annoyed about um, Franklin. I'm still not over. That. Yeah, I know. Me too. So is he still just walking around with no powers? Not a mutant. Anymore? I don't know. Not a mutant. No, my my powers fizzled out. I have black hair, and I'm not a mutant. Um, how about the Strategic Hazard Intervention Espionage Logistics Directorate? 
That's, it was changed to that in 1991. Before that, it was Supreme Headquarters International Espionage Law Enforcement Division. In the movies, the Strategic first one, Homeland Intervention Enforcement and Logistics Division. The movie one works. Yeah, that's the best one. The other one had an extra E in there. Right. Yeah. Ugh. People, get your fucking... What is it? Anagrams? No. What is it? What is it? Acronyms. Acronyms, right. <laughs> An anagram would be like if you rearranged, rearranged Alec the letters. Guinness and came up with all, genuine class. All them witches. Do you know what that's from? No. Of Rosemary's Baby. Oh. There's a scene where she like uh, takes the Scrabble pieces and starts rearranging the name of her neighbor. And then she realizes it's like a 90-year-old Satanist. Yes. Anyway, anyway, um, Rosemary's Baby, great movie, great movie. It was directed and, um, by a pedophile, so right. Do with that, that Ruth what Gordon, you will, but it's still a great movie. What that Ruth Gordon what won the Oscar? Won the Oscar. I recently decided to show it to Joe, and he did not like it because he felt she was too stupid. <laughs> yeah, she is stupid. She is stupid, but I was also like, but that's like, I don't know women were stupid in the 60s? I don't know. I don't know what the right answer to that is. Women on film, of course. <laughs> yeah, like I just watched The Apartment from 1960. Yeah. My God, does not pass the Bechdel test at all. Oh, My God. Shirley MacLaine. Shirley MacLaine is just, she's just so, she's just depicted as stupid. Isn't, wait, isn't this a new musical based on The Apartment now? On Broadway or something? Isn't that happening? Some like it hot. No, there's a new musical that's like, it's not even called The Apartment, but it, the plot of it is from The Apartment. Oh, interesting. I don't know. I don't know. I have to figure that out. But anyway. Okay. Uh, that, anyway, S.H.I.E.L.D. Ugh. Sorry. I know. All right. Let's talk about some movies. Um, Hit the music, please. I always feel like I'm watching a comic movie or TV. Promises, Promises with Sean Hayes and Kristen Chenoweth. There we go. I knew there was one. With all Burt Bacharach songs. Yeah. All right. Well, I must say, I would love to see that because I love Burt Bacharach. Love it. Once again, Burt Bacharach, not very pro-women songs. One of my favorite songs by Dusty Springfield is called You Don't Have to Say You Love Me. Which yeah. basically is like, you don't have to say you love me. You don't have to do anything. Just don't dump me. Jesus. Not Bart. a great message for women. <laughs> Seriously. <laughs> All right. What but if, you like you like movies with music in them, right? I do, I do. Did you uh oh I saw something with music in it. You did? I did. I saw Ah, 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 the Little Mermaid. Ah, oh, okay. Um, so is it uh, love it or hate it? Tudor or boot? Um, I'm gonna give it just a full on. There was things that I thought were really good, but then I thought there were things that were really horrible. And so I honestly am just giving it middle of the road. I think people should see it and support it just for the fact that I feel people are wanting it to fail because it has a black lead. And so in my yeah. opinion, I'm like, go see it because because I'll tell you one thing, that is the best thing in the goddamn movie. 
Um, Halle Bailey. Yes, Halle Berry. Berry. Bailey. Halle Bailey is phenomenal. Amazing singer. Her acting was great. And then Prince Eric is played by Jonah Howard King, and he's hot. And their oh. chemistry, like you believe it that they're in love. And they took it, they took everything a bit of a step down where it's like, it's not an in, in marriage, it's an engagement. It's all like, everything's not like that Disney, like, and she's kind of like, her main goal to be on the land is to be free and to explore the the top. It's not because, oh, he's so hot. The more reason she's right. attracted to Eric is because he's like, I feel that we should be nice to whatever's happening. If there are sea creatures in the sea, we should be friends with them. Like she's attracted to the fact that he's peaceful and not okay. like in the cartoon. She's like, oh my God, he's so dreamy. I want him. I want him in me, in my fishness. Yes. Now that being said, who and people might come for me for this, but Melissa McCarthy? Mm, nope, no. I no. honestly, when I saw her like one or two lines in the trailer, I was like, "Why is she not having fun? Why isn't she being big and like cartoonish?" It, and I'll tell you this: there's something, and that being big and bold and over the top throughout the board, I feel like Eric and Ariel aren't supposed to be that because they're the cores of right. the show. Every other side character is supposed to be big and boisterous and over the top. The person, the, and they're all Sebastian, subdued. the crab subdued, terrible. Yeah. Every joke fell completely flat. Ugh. It was all terrible. And the person who played Sebastian, David Diggs could be the next thing. They say he's going to be the thing. Yes. It, he was terrible. Oh no, Jacob Tremblay, and it wasn't necessarily like oh you. Jacob Tremblay, it was just, never put it, it in was a just bad very flat. Jacob Tremblay played Flounder, but the animation of Flounder was very Ugh. terrible. The, Twink death. All of the the CGI was not good. The swimming, all of the swimming, it did not. Oh look that god, good. if you can't get the swimming right. The end when Ursula gets really big and huge, they fucked it up so bad that the colorist made it almost completely black. And you could hear everyone in the theater being like, you can't see anything. Like it was almost pitch black to cover up how bad the CGI was. Oh, God. The crazy thing is this actress, let me look at her, Jessica Alexander. You know how Ursula turns into a hot girl with Ariel's voice? Yeah, yeah, yeah. For some reason... She doesn't have Ariel's voice, which doesn't make any sense. Um, but the actress who was playing hot Ursula that like is convincing Eric to marry her, she tore it up. Like she oh, really? when it was revealed that she was evil before she turned back into Melissa McCarthy, she was tearing it up. And I'm like, this bitch has been on screen for two minutes and she is giving me everything that I've wanted every other actor to do. Javier Bardem played King Triton. Horrible. It was all oh. just, and I and I blame I put the blame on Rob Marshall, the director. He directed Chicago, won an Oscar for it, and has never done a good movie since. He just, I think, he tried to make it all serious, but but put jokes in it yeah. and just had it done delivered all serious. It just fell flat. But I still say, Halle Bailey um, performance is amazing, and it's worth seeing it for her. But yeah, okay. I, but overall, everything else just fell flat for me. And and because here's the deal: most of these live action remakes, you're like, why? Why? 
Why are these being yeah. made? Besides to make Disney extra money, because there's no point to them. And I will say for this one, the the point of this is so little girls can go see a Little Mermaid. Like if a person of color can see Little Mermaid and see, oh, the mermaid can be a person of color. And I think that's a great thing. So this one actually has like a reason for it to exist. I'm just disappointed that the rest of it kind of fell flat. Yeah. Because it's like, I'm just comparing it to the cartoon, which I've seen like a thousand times, which I just love. I mean, it's got, you know, big flippers to fill. Yeah. And just the majority of the side cast just did not fill it for me. Sorry. But but still still the thing that everybody is going to be complaining about, which is like, can a black lead carry them? Like, fuck off. She's the great part of the movie. So anyone saying that this, if this fails or succeeds or whatever is based on if it's her fault, you can all fuck off because that's not true. No, it's Jacob fucking Tremblay's fault. Um, speaking of dumb little shits, oh, I no. saw. What did you see? Shazam! Shazam! Fury of the Gods on um, Cinemax's new streaming platform, Max. Cinemax's new platform. I isn't that it? Isn't it? Is that isn't it? Cinemax? It must be. Surely it's. It can't be HBO an HBO Discovery. property. Yeah. It's so dumb. The name change is dumb. Yeah. Why the only? And you have to load a whole new app. You have to load a whole new app. And then once I did, it was like Shazam Fury of the Gods, Shazam Fury of the Gods, Shazam Fury of the Gods. I'm like, okay. Okay, I'll watch it. Um, How was it? It is, I mean, it's just the most formulaic. Like, it it was probably written by AI, I would imagine. Yeah. It's just, it feels like it's a superhero movie written by AI. Now, like, the only, I think, fun part of these movies is... Um, the other Shazams, you know, like Adam Brody and Ross Butler and and the cute little girl right. and um, the hot gay one. But a lot of the movie is about them getting their powers taken away. So they're pretty much just kids. The whole- Gross. <laughs> they're kids for a lot of it instead Boring. of their hot adult versions. And I was like, who the fuck wants this? Of course, the only one who retains his powers the whole movie is Billy Batson, Shazam himself, played by Zachary Levi. And honestly, I'm rooting for Helen Mirren and Lucy Liu. <laughs> How are they in it? Honestly, were they like eating up the scenery? Were they chewing it up? I I would have liked them to do more. Yeah. Um. A, another one. It's like you have an opportunity to go big and chew the scenery and be campy and fun, and they're just like they're both pretty subdued. Helen Mirren, I think, was doing a good job. Lucy Liu, I like have fun, girl. She was what, just cashing a check. So she, I mean, whatever. Um. It turns out she's the real villain. Like there, uh, there's a third villain, and it's what's her face from West Side Story, Rachel Zegler. Wait, what? Who is she? Is yeah. she a kid? She's like a kid. She's like one of the three sisters: Helen Mirren, Lucy Liu, and oh, I thought Rachel you meant Zegler. she was like one of the sisters of Shazam. No, she's one of the three sisters of Atlas, oh, daughters okay. of Atlas. Excuse and me. And she's excuse the real me. bad one. No, she's the one that turns and like sides with the good guys, and then Helen Mirren does too. Oh, so Lucy Liu is the main villain. Lucy Liu is one in Act Three. It's like she's gone crazy, and the other two is like, "Oh my God, we're so sorry. She's being such a bitch." Oh no! Um, so can I can I spoil the end? Yeah, go ahead. So it's so weird. So Billy Batson Shazam dies, saving the world, and he's like dead, dead. And the only way you could possibly bring him back is if a god held like the staff of Shazam and resurrected him. And um, the wizard is like, "What there? Are, but there are no gods left. 
to save him. And then all of a sudden you hear, there's one. What is Wonder Woman? Gal Gadot. Yes. And she grabs the staff and resurrects Shazam and he comes back to life. Oh, that's cute. It's cute. It's really funny. They have, um, there were, there were moments that made me laugh. There is a scene where he's at dinner with Wonder Woman. So I guess they set up her appearance at the end, but she never shows her face. Like it's obviously not Gail Godot. Um, they just don't show her face. And then when they do show her face, it is the wizard, um, Jamon Hisu, right? Is that how you say his name? I think so. Yeah. Jamon Hisu. Um, He's the wizard, and so he's like trying to send a message to Billy, and he does the he does it through Wonder Woman's body. So when Wonder Woman does turn around, she's got his face. What? It's so weird. It's his face on Wonder Woman's head and body talking to Billy. It's really bizarre. Um. Anyway, is it worth it's, watching? It's like kind of fun, but. Only like I, I was just like really hung over this morning and I was like, I can't move. I can't think. I know I'll put Shazam on. And Speaking of like I supporting did. stuff, Zachary Levi is now all crazy right wing and anti-vax. Oh, I know. That's why I was rooting for Helen Mirren. Yeah. He's crazy. He's on like fucking Steve Bannon's show. Yeah. Like what is going on with people? Like the first character to lose their powers is the one who turns into Adam Brody. I'm like, okay, so now Adam Brody's just not going to be in this movie. Great. Why yeah. am I watching it? Um, I know all of them. All the all the fellas when they turned, I was like, ooh, oh, sexy. And the um the Latino one, he's the gay one. He comes out at the end. Oh, nice. As an adult like, or as a kid? As, no, as the kid. As the kid. And he was like, I like dick. And everyone was like, uh-huh. yeah. They're like, we know, faggot. <laughs> I was like, I can't believe they said faggot in this movie. I know. It's nuts. <laughs> it's nuts. Anyway, I hate Zachary Levi. Yeah. But the movie tanks, so they're never going to make another one. So we don't have to worry about it. Oh, but they do in a post credit scene. Um, they kind of tie all the disparate DC stuff together, kind of. So the end, it's um, from Peacemaker. It is James Gunn's wife. What's her name? Jennifer Holland, oh, right. right? And the the big guy, um, the dorky one. Yeah. They're looking for Shazam and they're inviting him. They're like, would you like to join the justice? He's like, yes, yes. Oh my God, yes, yes. A thousand times, yes. And they're like, okay, well, see you at the next Justice Society meeting. He's like, wait, society? Not league? And they're like, nope. You're now a member of the Justice Society of America. So that's um, Black Adam stuff. Is that insinuating a whole new thing or he's in a different universe? I think it's just they're just tying it to Black Adam. Okay. Which I also did you watch Black Adam? I didn't watch I did. that. I didn't watch that shit either. I also like didn't hate it again because you know you're just putting on a dumb superhero you, when movie. You just that, liked it because trying to be you anything. liked it because it was just showing Justice Society characters. I like, and I have to say they were pretty good. Um, Pierce Brosnan as Doctor Fate was was good. I enjoyed it. Okay. And who is the uh, the guy who played Mister Echo? Um, is uh, a Hawkman, and he was really good too. Hmm. All right. So, yeah. So, I mean, DC movies, you know, I'm watching them. 
<laughs> I'm watching them. I'm doing my job. Ew, I watched a DC movie. Ew. Yeah, they're not great. Um, an occasional chuckle, you know, after about like an hour 45, you're like, how much more of this is there? I know. You, know, you get, yeah. We need to have like a, just a serious mix up. The whole, I think it's like the save the cat kind of script setup. Uh, just everybody is now just doing the exact same formula where it is starting to feel like a, yeah. where you need to have someone kind of mix it up a little bit. Yes. Um, it is not the guy that played Mr. Echo. I'm so sorry. Aldous Hodge played Hawkman. He is so sexy. Mm. Uh. Oh, and Noah, what's his name? Noah Centineo? Yeah. He's um Adam Smasher. All very good. He's getting backlash right now. Oh, what'd he do? Because he's actually he's, he's a gross Ital- and straight. No, it's because he's Italian and he keeps getting cast as Latino parts. But he's just white. And so everybody's mad at him. Can't do that. Yeah. Although, but I will say, I I fully believe that he was Latino the entire time. So. Well, that's the power of Hollywood. Yeah. All right. In our next episode, we will be discussing the interracial dynamics of Hollywood. That's right. No, we won't. Um, Sex and power. Is there any movies or new TV shows coming out with superheroes in them coming up? June 21st, we have Secret Invasion, which I am very excited for. And I love that's kind of why I read this Nick Fury book. Again, Al Ewing wrote it, but also, I mean, let's get excited for Nick Fury, everybody. And I believe in in September is Deadpool. It is. I think no. didn't they release the the tr- the poster for it? What? Or maybe it was a fake one. Yeah, maybe. Is that three? But we. Yeah. Um. No, it's coming out November of twenty four. Oh, November of twenty four. Damn it! I don't know why my head. Oh. No, it is coming out in September, but of twenty four. September 6th, 2024. Um, I'm seeing an article now that it's rumored we'll get Famke, James, and Hallie in Deadpool 3. Oh, yes. Yes. Halle Berry, who I hated as Storm until um, Days of Future Past, where she finally kind of was like, yes, this is the Storm I want. Yes. A dead one. (laughs) A dead one. Shit. Uh, well, I think we covered everything. We did. Thanks for listening. Or if you didn't Thanks. listen, I, then fuck you. And you're not going to hear me saying fuck you because you're not listening. But if right. you are listening, a lot that of fuck you is not for you. Um, but, oh my God, fuck me. Do you know how I became gay? How? Well, I was reading comics and oh, right. I forgot. I forgot right. that if you read comics... Well, then that makes you queer. Queer. And now I'm queer. Uh, Me too. Bye. Bye. Bye.